Here we are, tenaciously being. My name is Rather, I'm your host. This is the place where we get to be real about this wild and crazy journey called life. We're gonna talk about both the beautiful blessings and the cringy, crunchy, confusing parts of being human, all from a place of unconditional love. We get to create this life. We get to choose how to be in the world such a blessing. It's time to disregard the shoulds and forge our own path. We've forgotten that this is our opportunity and possibly even how to do it. Let's remember together how to simply, gloriously, courageously, and tenaciously be. Hello, hello tenacious beings. How are you? How are you in this world right now? Welcome. Welcome. Let's see. This is episode 14 of Tenaciously Being, and I am your host, Rather. It's so nice to be here with you. It's been a few weeks since I have recorded an episode. And um, just today, I sat down and um, did what any tiny little bit of editing I do um, to uh, put the podcast into <laughs> the system, load it up into the system. I use Spotify, <laughs> but it also goes on to... Um, let's see, iTunes, and uh, maybe by the time you listen to this, it'll be on other platforms as well. We might even be on YouTube by then. Uh, but it's, um, I'm going to work on my ohms too. It's a slow process. Anyway, it's been a few weeks, and I just loaded up episode 10, which I'm calling the end of season one, and now we've obviously had a lot of feedback, and people are listening, I am gearing up toward um, having some more time to spend on this, and school starts tomorrow. So I'm recording this in early August. I don't know why or how or when school started in the beginning of August anymore. They like stole three weeks of summer from us. Um, it's too hot to be going to school, it's too early to be thinking about this, but here we are. And um, I also homeschooled last year, as I've said already, so um, this is new, this is very new, and I might record, even this afternoon, I might record an episode about why we chose to homeschool and what we're doing going forward for now, but maybe not. It's not part of this conversation. I'm just giving you a briefing on where I'm at right now, where I am right now because I'm not between the A and the T. <laughs> does that kind of joke go over people's heads? I think it probably does. Um, this is where I am right now. I am enjoying one day of a uh, full-blown day of being able to do what I need to do. And then tomorrow my girls go to school. Uh, there are just half days for today and tomorrow, or Thursday, Friday, and then starting next week, they will be full-time. I don't have to pick them up until 3 o'clock, just like so much of our country does. <laughs> so, welcoming myself to the Take Your Kids to School game. Here we are. And as 
uh, an effort in an effort to do something fun with my kids and with my family we actually went to Disney World last week <laughs> which might surprise you it might not I, I do live in Southwest Florida and Disney's only a couple of hours away we've been in the past I I hadn't I had never been um, I had one very, very hasty visit to Disneyland in California and Universal Studios there. I'm pretty sure we did them both in the same day, and that was two, almost three decades ago. Uh, lots has changed <laughs> since then, and there is a big difference between Disneyland and Disney World. So here we are in Florida, this is Disney World, and it is a world all in of itself. There, it, it is so massive and so big, and you know, it's uh, one of those places where my parents always said, we're not gonna take you until you can all remember your trip. And then by that time, I was too old, because I was the oldest and I didn't care about going anymore. So we never went as a family. I went for the first time uh, for my 30th birthday, actually. No, it wasn't my 30th. It had to have been my 34th birthday, probably. Um, and I went as an adult for the very first time, which was very interesting. We went to Epcot for the Food and Wine Festival. It was a ton of fun, ton of fun. No kids in tow, didn't even have kids, still wasn't gonna have kids. We just had a blast and stayed on, on the property. So you have bus transportation everywhere and you know, all the restaurants and everything. I mean, it's, 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 it's an experience, it really is. Uh, we've been back a couple of times since I have a family friend over there who uh, offers a place to stay, which is very nice. And so we decided as just kind of a last minute family vacation of sorts, because we hadn't taken one all summer, to go to Disney. I am going to talk about it a little bit more, but that's just kind of the preface of uh, where I've been and what I've been doing, getting ready for school, back to school, and going to Disney, <laughs> of all places. And uh, one of the other major influences, and this is where today's topic, if I can call it a topic, is coming from, is one of my, I would say one of my biggest mentors in my reality right now is Lori Ladd. And I've mentioned her in a couple of episodes already, but the things that she's been talking about lately are really, really, really resonating with me. And she has resonated, her message has resonated with me uh, since early 2020. I've mentioned some of the people that I'm influenced by throughout. Uh, Kate Northrup is one of my favorite people to learn from. She's amazing. And her mother, Dr. Christiane Northrup, is also amazing. They don't work together or anything, but I know them through each other, being mother-daughter. <laughs> uh, and Dr. Christiane Northrup, when, when the pandemic first began, she started showing up on Instagram Live every day and would just kind of chit chat with us and tell us what she had heard about and what was going on. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was awesome, really. She would only speak for 15, 20 minutes and um, she would just talk about all kinds of random stuff. She got heavily, heavily, heavily censored 
um, and, and then rarely shows up on Instagram anymore. But before she left, she mentioned following Lori Ladd and I was eager for some like rational reasoning around this whole experience and what in the world was going on at that time. It's hard to put yourself back in your shoes from like April of 2020, right? But if I do at that time, I was very much seeking some, I mean, answers, weren't we all looking for answers, but more of like, I just needed something to help guide me and to help help me feel calm in, in these situations. And Lori fit the bill. She has been, I mean, there's any point in my life where I feel anxious or really um, disoriented about anything or confused or depressed or frustrated. Um, I, I mean, I literally say to myself and my husband, I need some more Lori in my life. <laughs> And there have been times where for weeks on end, I don't listen to anything but Lori because it is just a, just so grounded and so, I mean, she, she is a teacher. She calls herself a teacher, but she's hesitant to call herself a teacher. And, and, and even what I was listening to today, she, she reiterates that she's not teaching the same things that she does, that she used to, and she always has. And, and it's because things are changing. I mean, we are evolving and, and she is the woman who, who says over and over again, and I, I have, I have uh, borrowed the statement that we are going through a massive human evolutionary process and it's crunchy. <laughs> it's, it's like crazy. <laughs> this evolutionary process that like we don't know what's going on and we don't understand because we've never done it before it's not like you know following directions to someplace across the country it's 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 literally we've never done this before there are no gurus there are no leaders there are no teachers that have actually done it and there's a lot of hum Hum, humbling humbility <laughs> is that a word there's a lot of humbleness that comes out of recognizing that none of us know what's going on <laughs> and there's been times as certainly when I first found Lori I was just like soaking up everything that she had to say and I would forward her messages she's she's pretty active on Instagram but she also has a YouTube uh, channel where she's done stuff for a really, really, really long time, like 15 years, she's been making YouTube videos. And in the beginning, she was getting really, 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 I mean, she speaks to other planetary or other galactic people. I mean, like it's, it, she, I shouldn't even say people. She, she's an intergalactic messenger. <laughs> Um, and I know that that just sounds so woo-woo. So that what I have found with Lori, for as much as I resonate with what she has to say, what I have found is that it doesn't resonate with everybody. All right, that's fine. I can handle that. And then here I am trying to, you know, speak my own truth and show up here in this um, <laughs> vulnerable and authentic way. 
and I lean on the teachings and the things that I've learned from Lori, I lean heavily on those things to the point where I'm like, am I, am I plagiarizing? Am I copying her? Am I repeating the same message verbatim? And I, I often wonder that, and I'm not, <laughs> for the record, I know that I'm not, but those those little voices kind of creep up in me, and, and this is where it it kind of comes to today's topic is that that's the beauty of it is that the way that she speaks it resonates with me and I am able to filter it into my life and put my own lenses over it and I I am in so many ways regurgitating Lori's messages in my own way and that's fine. <laughs> uh, it's more than fine. It's great. Because what I found as I spent some time sending her videos to people and, you know, trying to share the message that she shares, I have found that a lot of that goes way over people's heads. And I, I need to find some clarity around this, but is it esoteric? You know, it's just a little bit too esoteric. It's a little bit too woo-woo-woo. I mean, when she talks about channeling galactic messengers and her guides that live on a spaceship and she can be brought up onto the spaceship, you know, I mean, that, that that's like, that's a lot of people in the world will just check right out. And I get it. I, I do. I totally get it. I'm, I don't <laughs> visit spaceships and I don't necessarily communicate with my galactic guides on a regular basis. I am not, I am so not Lori. And it's okay for me to relay the same messages out into the world that she does without being her. And that doesn't mean that I'm copying her or plagiarizing her. I, it's, it's, it's a form of endearment really because I believe her message to be so incredibly important for today and in today's world due to this massive human evolution that we're all going through and no one knows how to do it her perspective on it and her teachings on it and her way of being through this is inspirational it is so valuable to me and i believe that when I, when I choose to, and should I want to, that I can relay those same messages in a, in a new way, in a different way, a way that you, my listener, might be able to hear. So one of her biggest messages right now is, it's kind of twofold, it's awareness. And how aware are we in our day-to-day -day life? Like, how aware are you right now? And right now. And right now. And right now. And then accepting what is, what, what you are aware of and what is happening in your life, being accepting. So acceptance and awareness. And then the way that she talks about doing this is to kind of, it's almost like a popping out of yourself and you become the observer. She's been talking about being the observer for a really long time. And she has done, it just ended, um, it's called Align, Align 
3.0 is what just ended. She's done it, so she's done it three times. I participated in the first one. I didn't participate in the second one, and I, I have purchased, and I'm, I'm a member of Align 3.0, but I haven't actually had any time to do it. And what it is is it's 30 days, or it's 21 days, three weeks of sitting in a guided meditation with each other. And I, I know what it consists of, and I'm, I'm eager to do it. I, I want to do it. I will do it. Again, back to school. Woohoo! <laughs> Time for myself. It doesn't take very long, but what she's doing is she's helping us practice awareness. And it's really as simple as just kind of sitting and like, okay, I'm aware that I'm a little bit warm right now. I am aware of the air conditioning blowing behind me. I'm aware of the music. I'm aware of the person above me walking around. I'm aware of the water starting, you know, and you just kind of sit in awareness for however long you, you can. And it is freaking profound what it brings to your life. And I'm saying this from somebody who has barely practiced this, like barely, barely, barely practiced. But I will say that once I started practicing it and once I was aware of how little or much I was aware in any given point, that I recognized myself to be a fairly naturally aware person. And I think that, you know, awareness can lead to cognition and being able to work, problem solve, work through things. I think that awareness allows you to access your intuition and and see things coming before they perhaps come you know you can you use awareness and you see how friends engage how your kids engage with other people's friends and you can kind of anticipate the next thing that would happen um to be aware is such a gift and it is something that nobody else can give us i can't be aware for my kids. I mean, I, I can, and I, and I do, but I'm practicing my own awareness and then that folds over into, but I, you know, and I can help them practice. I can point out um, what I'm aware of and, and help them see what they are maybe aware of. You know, when you're driving around, I, when I see, um, I love birds. I love seeing birds and down here in Florida we see <laughs> incredible amounts of birds and we get lots of migratory birds especially in the winter. Winter is very much bird watching season down here. But we have lots of birds of prey, um, not so many hawks and eagles although they do come in the winter, uh, but osprey. We have tons of osprey there everywhere and pelicans and egrets and ibis and uh, big um, herons, lots of herons, lots of water birds, uh, lots and lots and lots of birds around here. And you'd be amazed at how many people do not realize <laughs> that we are in like a bird mecca down here. And you can tell the seasons through the birds. You can see some, oh my gosh, the other day I was at the beach and um, we were actually sitting 
at the beach. There was a group of us and we were all sitting, I think we were all sitting at the beach and I, oh no, 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 I, I ran into a friend. I was on my walk and I ran into a friend and we were chatting and just out of the corner of my eye, I saw this osprey come down and it, I mean, just right in the shallows, like you had taken, say you had taken four steps past the break and you were still standing in four feet of water. And this osprey had come down and just done its like down and bam, hit the water and then took off with something in its, in its talons right there. And I saw it out of the corner of my eye and was just like, whoa, oh my gosh, did you see that? You know, and she was looking at me, so she saw it out of the other corner of her eye, and she was like, yeah, that was awesome. And I watched this osprey fly over, and then I realized that there was a man in the water, not 20 feet away from where this osprey had come down. And it even seemed as though he was kind of like turned in that direction, and it was just a stranger in the water, and there was no reaction from him. I can't guarantee that he saw it or not. I have no idea. But what I do know is that he did not have anything close to the reaction that she and I both had when we saw this just out of the corner of our eye. And like to have the opportunity to just kind of be hanging out in the water and a, a, an enormously predatory and gorgeous bird like an osprey just come down and blow up the water in front of you not 20 feet away and pick up a fish and take off. I mean, oh my gosh, I'm getting like all worked up and excited about it seeing, just remembering the 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 experience of seeing it from my experience or from my view, but I don't think this guy even saw it. And if he did, he certainly didn't think it was anything as cool as what we thought it was. And I had this moment of thinking like, wow, this must be what Lori's talking about as far as how unaware we really are and how little we truly see. And it's because we're distracted and that's that's fine. It, it, it is what it is, right? But we have the ability and we have the opportunity. That's what I think is so cool because we have this opportunity to choose awareness. Now Lori's all about choice too. Choice, voice, love. I can see it written up over here. Um, she's a lot of what has inspired me to use my voice and to share love through my voice and to point out how often we really do have choice. Um, I don't know that I'm really going to go there right now, but we spend all day, every single day we spend experiencing and we can we can so easily get wrapped up in all of the distractions the traffic the schedule the to-do list the needs of our children the text messages and phone calls that come in, the emails that come in and ask for things. We can get so distracted that at the end of our day, we have no idea what we even experienced in that day. Certainly, like you could be at the end of your day and not even realize that you like checked anything out. You know, like you can be like, what did I even do today? And not only that, but like think about how 
unaware we experience all of those things you know like how aware are you right now of how hungry you are or how thirsty you are how aware are you right now of how much fresh air you've had today like have you gone outside how aware are you right now of how grounded you are how much has your bare feet touched the ground today how aware are you right now of the sounds around you how aware are you right now of your body temperature are you hot are you cold do you need something how aware are you right now of your thoughts and then this is a lori question is too who is that observing your thoughts who who is that that is aware or isn't <laughs> i mean it's it's you obviously it's you because you're the one that's having the thoughts and you're the one that's aware of it but it's it's a, a version of you that isn't your well i can't say that it's not your ego because it could be your ego. It could be your ego being like, yeah, I'm aware of all this shit that you do and it's horrible. <laughs> and it's and you have so much judgment around it, right? We have a judgment around our awareness abilities, you know, whether or not we're aware or not. Um, and there's that judgment. So that would be, so who is that that's, that's aware or isn't aware? <laughs> I'm probably butchering the whole concept right now, but this is what I'm talking about is how like, you think I'm butchering it. Like try listening to her. And if you listen to her and you like her, please keep listening to her. I love Lori so much. I've, I've mentioned before, like I'm part of her membership. I do her Patreon thing. I try and be on as many live calls as I can. And she is remarkable. And her weekly um, YouTube show is called Untangled. And she just talks about what's going on in her life and she shows up live on YouTube and just talks about how how this whole process is working out for her and she's got her own things going on but she's also a single woman who lives by herself and has the time and energy this is her life is being uh, being aware and and figuring out this higher self situation and 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 being in touch with it and in tune with it so that she can show up as a teacher and a supportive person for us, us Mayman that are going through the whole same process as well, because we're all going through the process. And that's, and that's true whether we recognize it and, and realize it or not. We are going through this massive human evolution. <laughs> My astrologer, I liked it. She's like, you know, I mean, there's like the Neanderthals to humans, and then we're going from humans to the next thing. And that's pretty drastic, but why not? Like, wow. And, and, and wouldn't it be cool if that next level of human, you know, what if we were able to like double our five senses? What, in, what if instead of just being able to observe our world and our surroundings through our traditional five senses of touch, smell, taste, hear, and sight, those are our five senses, right? We've all known our five senses since we were like in kindergarten. What if we have more? I believe we do. I, I believe we probably have upwards of nine or 10, maybe even more senses. 
I believe that we are more energetic than we are physical. And that's a belief that I've come to on my own. <laughs> Nobody specifically has told me that. But in my experience, we intuitively, that's the only word I can even use right now because I don't know what else to call it, but that gut feeling, the instinct inside of us is typically faster, more on point and more accurate than the external pressures and the, that's not to say that we always follow that. We, we rarely follow that. And I would chalk that up to the conditioning and the programming that we've all been inundated with for our whole lives. That we think that someone else has an answer for us, but they, I mean, they, they do. They have answers for us, but they may not be the best answers for us. And that's, that's not always an easy reckoning. It's not an easy thing to come to grips with. And um, so, and I guess that feels esoteric at times. If esoteric means that it's like, it's funny, I've written it over here on a board, esoteric, and then apparently the opposite of esoteric is exoteric. So esoteric is considered to be kind of like over one's head. It's like, uh, I don't get it, you know? And so like philosophers tend to be esoteric because you're talking about things that aren't tangible, that don't have a a concrete scientific backing behind them, that kind of stuff is, becomes esoteric. And so it's easy for a lot of people to just be like, eh, I don't get it. Well, those are the, that's where our other five senses lie, <laughs> is in that esoteric realm. So um, may I try to bring some of, this is an attempt to bring some of those esoteric thoughts into what is apparently the opposite, the exoteric realm, which would be more inviting to like bring in more people. Hey, hey, season two, new interlude. <laughs> Are you startled? Um, I will forego all the whys and just tell you that all of the likes, shares, follows, that stuff goes so far, guys. Thank you so much for doing it and keep on it. Um, also, Instagram is where I'm really going to start hanging out a lot more. So if you're not following along there, um, go find me at Tenaciously Being. And I'm looking forward to getting the conversation going and um, seeing you there as well as here. Uh, let's get back to the episode. Thanks for being here. Cheers. Bring this to a more common folk <laughs> realm because I think that this is like the the future of humans is to be able to kind of access these points in our thought and in our in our vision and our in our abilities to communicate we are evolving into this new space and yeah I don't know what that looks like Lori doesn't know what that looks like nobody knows what that looks like because we're not there yet but I know in my own experience that the world is changing. The world is changing rapidly. Very, very, very rapidly. And all the systems that we exist within are, are getting 
revamped. I, I am of the opinion that many of them are crumbling and, and that they need to crumble. <laughs> but either way, whether or not you believe in that, it doesn't necessarily matter. We are shifting, we are changing. And not just like the Obama hope change kind of thing. We as, as humans are evolving. And it's up to us to choose to like hold the reins of our evolution or just like let it happen to us. And if we just let it happen to us, that's fine. You can do that if you want to. I personally don't want to just let it happen to me. I'm not, I'm not, I, I mean, I'm usually happy to go with the flow, but I'm not one to just always go with the flow. I'm much more of a rule breaker <laughs> than a go with the flower. I can relax into things and if it's a comfortable zone and I know that I'm safe and happy and taken care of and I don't have any high expectations, I can go with the flow all day long. But if it's up to me and I'm the one that's directing people and I'm the one that, uh, you know, people come to for questions and want answers from, then I'm, I need to think, I need to take more control of the situation and I need to, I need to hold the reins, if you will. I do have a horse riding background, <laughs> but that's a common analogy. I need to take the reins of a lot of those things. And I think that the individual human has been convinced that they don't need to. And you don't, you don't need to, but should you want to, you can. You don't have to follow the rules. <laughs> you don't have to do the things. You don't have to check the boxes. You don't have to do that stuff. Whatever it is that you hate doing, you don't. It might feel like you do. It really might feel like you do. I know I know so many people that will say to themselves over and over and over again, I can't do that because I have to do this. I can't go on vacation because I have to work. Okay. All right. That's, that's what you're choosing. That's fine. You know, and, and I, we all have our own circumstances. We all have our own situations. I'm not discounting that, that reality for somebody, but I would like to offer the idea, offer the concept of like, says who? <laughs> you know, says who? I mean, to me, that is the elusive they that are trying to control us, that are trying to keep us small, keep us convinced that we're only as big as our five senses, keep us stupid and poisoned and small so that we don't realize and recognize what masterful, beautiful light beings that we are, right? I mean, I don't, I don't consider myself a religious person, but I, I will tell you that there is a little God spark in every single one of us. Every single one of us has a little God spark inside of us. As a matter of fact, I think I'm going to go find the book and we will just read it together. 
the little soul in the sun. Not right now, obviously. <laughs> That'll be a different episode. But there is, there is a small light in each and every one of us. And the more aware we are of our existence, of our day-to-day, -day, of every single moment in our life, the more that light has the ability to grow, has the opportunity to grow and to shine brighter. And it's in every single one of us. And back to Disney for a second. What I listened to, I listened to some Lori. I, I did all the driving to get over there and the girls listen, they, they get the opportunity to watch an iPad and they just love that. And we've got headphones for them. And then my husband had some work to do, so he was—he had his headphones in and was making phone calls. So I put my headphones in as I'm driving, and I was listening to Lori, <clears throat> as I always do. And um, it was untangled. Gosh, that was probably—I think today I listened to episode 57, so it must have been episode episode 56. And she was talking about how um, how. I don't, I don't know what word she used, but how she was kind of being steamrolled by how this awareness practice was showing her how much judgment she holds in the world. And that it was really, it was very humbling. And I, it, it hit me real hard when she said that because it's not easy to witness yourself being judgmental right and she offered the 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 suggestion to see in your own life not to judge yourself for how judgmental you are but to witness to be the watcher to be the observer to to step up and out of yourself rise however it works for you in your head to to take a moment to pause and see what kind of judgments you you hold in any given situation. And she was talking about how rocked she felt by seeing that in her own life. And then she kind of offered like, how, how do you see it in your life? And because she was talking about how rocked she, she was feeling from seeing it in her own life, I was like, uh, I don't really want to see it in my own life right now. I was feeling fragile. I was feeling hectic. I was feeling hot and bothered. And I didn't want to, I didn't, I didn't want to see how I was judging myself and my kids and my friends and family and my partner. And I didn't want to see how I was judging all that stuff, but I was going to Disney which is putting yourself in a space where there are literally thousands and thousands and thousands of strangers around you in every walk of life, every race, religion, every everything. And of course, Disney is super into and very, uh, you know, in, in, the, in the whole, sexual orientation conversation, I, they're, they're very uh, inclusive, I think, yeah. <laughs> they're they're uh, leading the way in that respect and in many other 
respects, but um, they, <laughs> good and bad. My point is that there's a shit ton of people that you can stand around and be judgmental of. <laughs> and it's fairly harmless. You know, it's sitting on a bench and just making up stories about every single person that walks by you and that you encounter. And and there are accents and skin colors and, and dress choices and, and I mean, there is food choices. There are so many things to be judgmental of. And she asked, she said, can you, because this divine, this divine spark of light that exists in me and it exists in you, it exists in all of those strangers too. And she asked, she said, is it possible, can you find it within yourself, the ability to see that divine God spark in even the people that you disagree with the most. So here I am going into Disney. We lead what I would call, it's so hard to label it, I don't wanna label it, but we eat organic food, we regularly detox, we filter our water, we take supplements, we try and take really good care of ourselves and our bodies. We don't, you know, we don't use fragrances and we don't, we just don't participate in so much of what's considered normal these days. And so here we are walking our way into the Magic Kingdom. We went later in an afternoon so that we could see the fireworks. And then we had two more days of park visits after that. And I have Lori, in my, the back of my head saying, can you see that God spark, that light that exists in me and it exists in you? Can you see it in all of the other people that you encounter, whether or not you agree with them or not? Because likely you don't. And I, I don't, I don't agree with 99.9% .9 of the people in Disney parks decisions in their way of life <laughs> whatever and that's okay it's okay and that, that that is me witnessing and recognizing that like oh yeah okay that's a good practice that's a good practice I, I can practice this it's easier for me to practice that at Disney with all these strangers that I'm never gonna see again in my life and you know and, and it, it doesn't matter if I judge them but it also doesn't feel good to be called out on judging people. And so when I see myself judging, can I make the effort and to, to have the awareness to see myself judging one, and then also to try and see that God spark in them and to try and see that light in them. And I, this is reflective right now, but I'll, I'll say right now that I had the most amazing time. We had, such a great time doing three days of parks with a four and six year old that I, I, it was it was almost easier to experience the parks with that in the back of my head than it was had I not heard that. Does that make sense? Because had I gone without that little time behind me, you know, that little test recommendation, that offer, if I had gone without that, 
I can see how it would have been really easy for me to kind of get worked up and not have as much fun because I wasn't willing to see that. I wasn't even aware of that. And ultimately we had a great time. We really did. We enjoyed so much of it and we had a blast and there was no major fights or disagreements and we, we saw what we wanted to see and there's more to explore and everybody was happy and fed and hydrated and tired when we got done, which is perfect and slept well. And there was just, there was no complaints about anything. And it was really, um, I credit, I credit that episode of Untangled and Lori. I mean, I credit her with a lot of my ability to cope <laughs> with the public <laughs> over the last few years. Excuse me. Um, but it was really cool. And so that's that's what I'm here to share today. <laughs> that we had a great time at Disney and school is starting and I'd like to somehow be a conduit <laughs> of Lori's message to the people who can't handle Lori's message because it's too esoteric for them. So may I be a step down in that esoteric level and bring it into reality, like back to school and Disney. <laughs> and um, remind you that you too have that God spark inside of you. You have that light inside of you and everyone that you pass, everyone that you encounter, every person that you get behind that's going 10 miles slower than you want to be going everyone that shoots you a dirty look everyone that litters in front of other people everyone that runs red lights or doesn't turn when they could <laughs> and holds up traffic even further all of those people also have a divine spark inside of them. Can you see it? It's not always easy. <laughs> In fact, sometimes downright impossible. And that's okay. Okay? That's all right. It's okay. It's okay if you can't see that in somebody. It's okay if you can't see it in yourself. It's okay if you think everything I'm saying is complete horseshit. That's fine. But I see it, I see it in you, I see it in me, and I see it in every person I encounter, or at least I know that I have the ability to choose to see it. So, can you? <laughs> it feels good, it makes things feel a lot better, and it reminds us that there is no need for all of the divide that's out there and there is no need for all of the exclusion and all of the judgment and all of the shame and guilt and baggage that we carry around with us day in and day out. It's not easy to kind of come to grips with this, this, this reckoning <laughs> of, of, of beingness. But I really appreciate Lori and I really appreciate her message because, and, and so much of it, just since I've been recording these podcasts, 
is is truly about coming back to your beingness. How are you being in the world? And is that a reflection of how you want to be in the world? Or is that a reflection of some sort of expectation that's been built through these systems that may or may not be serving us any longer? So do we want to participate? Or do you want to start forging your own path? And just be you. In fact, tenaciously be you. So here we are. Thanks for being here. Always thanks for being here. And uh, I hope you are well wherever you are in the world. And I hope that it's uh, not too much of an ask for you to start contemplating how much light you put out and how much light you can see in others. We're all here together and love is the answer. So let's bring it. Have a wonderful day. Cheers. <laughs>